Welcome to the Black Minds Matter podcast. I'm Rev, hanging with my man Mac, and this is an Alper Job. Yo, Mac, what up? How you feeling, man? Man, I'm feeling good. All right. Yeah, I'm lying. I ain't feeling good. My body's falling apart, man. I've just been uh, been hooping with these boys, whatever. You know, I mentor a couple guys, and they asked me to come and play some ball with them. I did all right. You know, I let them know I had skill at one point. But then, you know, of course, I, I ain't got the wind like I used to, that that stamina, you know, to, to keep jumping for a whole hour or two. That, that ain't here no more. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't that. No, no. Time, there bro. was a time we used to play all day long, a whole Saturday. We at the courts. That, that ain't happening no more, man. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Well, I think it's it's commendable. And I want to commend you on being a father figure or big brother or uncle or whoever you are to these guys. And that's sort of what we wanted to talk about today. Um, I'll give a little backstory and then we'll jump into the topic. So I was watching Monday Night Football the other day and Jonathan Allen, very good defensive player for the Washington football team. They won the game and somebody was like, how do you feel about winning the game? You know, are you happy? And he was like, you know, well, this is what I was supposed to do. And he said, uh, you don't praise a fish for swimming. You know, this is just what we do. You know, this is our job. And I was like, whoa, man, I, I think, you know, yeah, it's what we're supposed to do, but I think we should get praise for what we do. And I've heard a lot of people talk about, you know, but that's what you're supposed to do. Do you want a reward? Well, yes, I personally do want a reward for what I do. So I want to talk about black fatherhood, mentorship, whatever you want to call it, and just get your your idea, Mac, on what do you think about praising people, fathers, for what they're supposed to do, being, staying active, being in their life. So as a resident father, what do you think about that? Well, I can't speak for all fathers, man. And I can only speak from my point of view and for the men that's, you know, poured into me. So, yeah, I do agree that you're supposed to do these things. You're supposed to be here, support them, you know, provide, protect and all these good things. But at the same time, that's not the norm anymore. That is not what every man does with his children that he he um, produces. So the fact that I am doing those things, hey, man, give me a shout out. Give me something. Give me some kind of encouragement so I can keep going so I don't end up being like these other men that y'all talking bad about. If you see me teaching my child something good and you're like, hey, that's something that a father should be doing. Well, thank you. Speak up and point it out because at our age, or I should say our age group, there's a lot of men who didn't have the fathers that we needed, the fathers that we desired. So if I'm figuring this out without any uh, blueprint, without any stencil to follow, without any mentors to show me these things, and I'm doing well, clap for me. Come on, man, give it up. And, and I just need to see that more. I understand what Jonathan was saying, but at the same time, we all need somebody holding us up saying, good job, keep going. So give me some of that, please. Right, right, no, I, I agree. And it, I'll give a little anecdotal story about, you know, my experience with being praised for what I'm supposed to do. So, um, you know, I have been in my family, I was the first person to go to college or whatever. And, you know, now big sis is going and, you know, everybody's doing great now, but you know, it was a time people were struggling or whatever. If you want to know about people struggling, you can go back and listen to Bebe's kids episode earlier in this, in this season. But, you know, I, I started my doctoral program and how I did it was, you know, I wrote a letter to my family explaining to them that I was, you know, breaking down this door, breaking this, I don't want to call it generational curse, but this generational blockade, if you will, about my family not going on to college and getting especially 
you know, postgraduate degrees, et cetera. And, you know, uh, my mom read the letter and I was on a video call with my mom and my dad and they were just like, okay. And I was a little taken aback and my feelings were hurt if I'm gonna be honest. And I was like, well, why, you know, like, why are you so nonchalant? And their response was, well, this doesn't surprise us. We always knew you could do this. We're proud of you, but you know, we're used to this. This is what we expect. And, you know, I'm, I'm an adult at this point. I was like, right, but it still feels good to get a praise, a boy, a good job or something. So I think we've come to the point in society where when people do what they're supposed to do, it's like, okay, good. I, I think we either are looking for the negative or we're looking for that comeback story of that super negative person or that kid that was out on drugs or in gangs or whatever, and he turns his life around or that father that, you know, used to, not be anything, but now all of a sudden he's in his kid's life and then we want to give him praise. And I'm like, guys, give me my roses and flowers while I'm alive. They do nothing for me when I'm dead. If you bring flowers to my gravesite, that is for you. That's not for me because I'm no longer there. And when you were speaking about fatherhood, I want to, I want to praise my, I want to praise my stepdad, man. He's been great. He's been awesome. You know, and even though I'm not a father, he taught me the four P's of fatherhood is, like, is how he put it. And it was to provide, protect, prepare, and to teach me how to perform, right? Provide a roof over my head and make sure I'm good. Protect me from the wiles of this world. Prepare mm -hmm. me for the world I'm going to be in. And then teach me something. Teach me how to perform and how to actually do something. And I want to give that man his flowers while he's alive. I was actually talking to him the other day, telling him how great of a father he really is to me. That's good, man. That's real good. Now, I will say that my dad did provide a lot of those things. You know, I'm people, it's not, it's not a mystery that, you know, things ain't perfect with me and mine, but I can't say he was horrible. I can't say he was bad. There was a lot of things he did teach me. I learned how to protect my family. I learned how to protect myself. I mean, I can throw them hands or I can pull something that you ain't gonna want to see. I've learned how to do a lot of things as far as being a, a good man, a good father, a good citizen that he did teach me. There's a lot of stuff that a dad is supposed to put into his sons or daughters, because it's very important in a daughter's life too, that men or, or fathers are supposed to do. And when they do that, please give them their praise. Now, then there's that whole situation by a lot of ladies that I've heard from, this is when I was younger, I can't say recently, but that if there is a father that's doing these things, like so, I mean, that's what a man is supposed to do. That's what a dad is supposed to do. But yeah, did yours or did his or did theirs? They didn't, did they? So when he's doing it, good job, dad. Thank you. I appreciate you. Because think about what kind of praise dads really get. All right. All the time that he spent getting his son out here on the football field, getting his son out here prepared for practice, getting him out here and teaching what's going to happen when he make it to the league. And then he finally makes it and scores that first touchdown. And what is he yelling to the camera? Hi, mom. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So can we get something back? You know, that, that's all I'm saying. That yeah, give I, back when you see, you know, give credit where it's due. Basically. I agree. And, and you know, I have not yet, you know, I'll be, I, I love being honest. I've not yet seen King Richard, the story about, um, you know, the, the story of Venus and Serena Williams up, like, bring, upcoming yeah. in tennis. But it was really about Richard Williams. The, the movie is about him. It wasn't called Queen Serena and Queen Venus. It was called King Richard, right? And there's been a lot of flack uh, from the movie that the movie was centered around him and his role in their life. Now, 
from what I understand, and Mac, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I have yet to see the movie. I've been very busy with school. The semester is wrapping up, just like we're wrapping mm -hmm. up. This is chapter 26 of 27, right? And you know, I'm in, I'm getting my PhD. Stuff is hard. But from what I understand, Venus and Serena are the executive producers on the, of this movie. Am I correct? I believe you are correct, man. And so they, they are trying to support their dad. I mean, right. So then they signed off on it. And we are, you know, we're, we're criticizing. Well, not we, but people are criticizing, you know, the film. And I don't want to get into the film and say, you know, this part was that. But I do know that he was a father to them. Was he perfect? No. It reminds me of LeVar Ball, LeVar Ball of the, you know, Jello, Mello, and Lonzo. I mean, the names, hey man, it is. Yeah, what it is. buddy. <laughs> got the names episode. But people were like, oh, he's a clown. He's a clown. He got three of his sons out of Chino Hills, California to make it to professional basketball. Mm -hmm. Like, like, you know, and, and he, what he did was the big baller brand. Oh, that was a flop. Wait a minute. This man taught his sons how to make their own business. Get your own shoe deal so that Nike or Puma or whoever you sign with doesn't take half of your money. We praise fathers all the time for passing down. Well, we praise white fathers for passing down, you know, Smith and Sons moving company from generation to generation to generation. But then LeVar Ball does it and we call him a clown and we say he's putting too much pressure on his kids. If anything, he took the pressure off his kids and put it on himself. I personally think the man is a great father. And you know what? All three of his sons. I mean, Jello got in trouble for a little bit, but we all do. But all three of his sons are professional athletes. None of them get in trouble and none of them have anything negative to say about their dad. They like their dad. So why do we criticize so much? Now, I, I, once you said that, I hate to uh, tear down your argument just a little bit, although I am proud of what these boys have done because I've become a Bulls fan again watching Lonzo Ball. Yeah. I, I can't help it. The dude is good. And the team, the squad itself, although they're small, they're doing their thing. We ain't going to get into sports right now. But I, I applaud him. But didn't Lonzo have an issue with how overbearing his dad was, how his dad was trying to take over his business, trying to run things for him? Now, that's not to say that he didn't need it because Lonzo right. wasn't, you know what I'm saying, he, he wasn't fully in himself. He wasn't at ready. That time. Right. But at the same time, it was time for him to step up and become a man and say, dad, I got this. Right. I think that's what was going on there. So is there an issue with that? Because there's a lot of times in, I can't say a lot of times, I've heard of stories where the father won't allow the child to become a man. He said he hold him down like, you're going to be beneath me. You're going to be this and that. Now those fathers, they have an issue. They have something else going on because you might wipe out every good thing you did if you just berate this child or keep him right. as a child instead of allowing him to grow up and be the man that he's supposed to be the man that you taught him to be right but here's here's the thing to that so maybe lavar didn't do it perfectly but why do black fathers have to be perfect so i mean he did all these great things was he a little overbearing yeah tell me a father an active father who isn't overbearing no do we do we have do we have to talk about pop claiborne talking about overbearing no. right like, like, I'm yeah. not trying to, like, that's my man, but come on, bro. Like, remember, I used to come over and we never had fun. We used to always have to work. That's an overbearing yeah. pop. But you know what? He keeps, he, he taught you how to work. My dad can be overbearing sometimes with his life lessons. But you know what? He teaches me how to be a good person. All I'm saying is, and I'm not, hey, we ain't going back and forth in an argument. All I'm saying is, I don't expect fathers to be perfect. I'm going to praise them for what they do. And I'm not going to always cast that light on what they do wrong. Because you know what? I would rather have something in my life that isn't perfect than having no man at all. 
There you go. Yeah. And there's a lot of young men who wish they had somebody in their life being overbearing, somebody in their life telling them not to go down this road because I've been down here. And that's what I had. Uh, I, I do appreciate that part. Um, but yeah, man, overall, as fathers, I love the fact that the, you can see a lot more of these younger men, you know, men of our millennial age group and, and beneath that are stepping up and trying to fill that role that a lot of these ladies are saying they've been filling for themselves. They've been the mom and the dad. Well, now there's some dads trying to step in. Young lady, mom, encourage him, work with him, and try to help him. Because if you're being the mom and the dad, maybe you got some within you you can help him with. Don't, don't you know what I'm saying, force him, don't control him, but just like, hey, I understand what you are trying to do. This might be a better way to reach your child. Because I, I no lie, my wife has helped me out a lot with that because I had a over, you know, a tough father. Let's put it that way. Because he, he raised us to be tough. All of us are tough. So I tried to raise my boys at first like that. But, you know, you have to learn that you can't raise them all the same. You have to raise them according to their own bent. You have to raise them how they need to be raised. And I've learned how to back up. I've learned how to listen to them more. You know, I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes I feel, you know, like I'm, I'm like drowning because this is not the type of waters I waded in. Right. But I'm learning. I'm trying to be a better dad. So, yeah, we're working it out. And that's all we can do, man. And you got to be commended for that, right? Because, you know, even if you, like, so you got a blueprint, but your blueprint was based on a man that was born in the 50s. And like now it's yeah, 2020s yeah. and that playbook is not the same playbook. It does it not, not work. The same. No. This is, this is, you know, a totally different generation. Like our, like mine and your generation and even the generation, you know, that's coming up behind us are facing things that our parents never had to face, social media, the pressure of identifying yourself at nine years old. Are you gay, right. straight, LBGTQIA, BCDEFG, whatever the letters they are, right? At, at the mm -hmm. end of it, they're going to take all the, like the entire alphabet is going to be, you know, for what we would call the subcultures or whatever, which is, which is fine. But like our dads didn't have to navigate us through those waters like you do. So we do have to be a little bit more, I don't want to say sensitive, but attentive to what the, what the younger people are going through. And I just yeah. want to commend you that even though you're not perfect, like you just admit it, you're here, you stayed, you know what I mean? Like, 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 like every man should get a standing ovation for staying because you know what is easy for men to do? Leave. It is yeah. super easy for a man to bounce. You know what I'm saying? So I want to give you your flowers right now for staying. I mean, and and we, it, it's not just, you know, King Richard, Lonzo Ball, you know, but we have people like Derek Grace, you know, out there. A lot of people may know him. You may have looked him up or whatever. If you haven't, go go look him up. He looks like the resident rapper. Threaded mm -hmm. up, tatted from, when I say head to toe, like his forehead is tatted, like people head to toe. But he teaches his kids about guns. He teaches his kids about finance. But he doesn't look like the type. But you know what? Dude's an excellent father from all accounts. An excellent father from all accounts. Because he's teaching his kids. What he's doing is preparing his kids for the world that they live in. The real world. Right? That's right. right. The real world they live in. And he needs to be praised for that. So like fathers out there, we're here to give you your flowers while you're still alive. And yes, we're praising fish for swimming today. That's what we're here to do. No doubt. So people... Even though these schools are trying to teach our kids how to be, how to be quiet, how to be prepared for, you know, work life, to be a worker bee for the rest of their lives, we have the op we have the obligation to teach them how to be people, how to be leaders, how to be bosses. Sometimes you can't 
continue to think like everyone else. You got to think outside the box. Sometimes you can't sit down and shut up all the time. You need to speak up. Sometimes you can't just do all the things other people are doing because that's what you're supposed to do. Most of those rich and famous people, most of those people that influence history do things that are different from the norm. So as men, as parents, fathers and mothers, we cannot continue to teach these kids like we were taught in the past. We need to teach them to be leaders. We need to teach them how to work together because you know, covering up your tests all the time ain't always gonna work. You need to be able to come together like, hey man, um, actually the way you're thinking might be off. And we need to work with those kids who are not, how do I say it? Not the busy bodies, but the ones that don't sit down because he's already finished his work. Maybe we need to figure out how to teach them better. But I'll leave that to y'all professionals. In the meantime, in between time, this is another chapter, another episode of the Black Minds Matter podcast. Of course, I'm Matt, and my man over here is Rev, and we will leave y'all again with peace and love. Hey, man, we out. What's up, everybody? This is Rev, and you just listened to another chapter of the Black Minds Matter podcast. If you like what we're doing over here, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Also, we would like to connect with you. If you have questions about today's episode or topics you would like to hear Mac and I discuss, please reach out to us via email at thenile.est1981 at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at thenile.est1981. Holler at y'all later. Peace. Shooting, and I think this happened. The most recent school shooting, I'm pretty sure it happened yesterday, if I remember correctly, but um, supposedly this team was being bullied. Mm-hmm. Two days before he did the school shooting, he was on live toting his father's gun, claiming that it was his. Oh. So not to say that there wasn't an opportunity to get ahead of it, but it seems like that there was. Where was this shooting? Where, I didn't, man, I've not heard about it. Yeah, I, I missed this. I'm, I'm out of the country. I do not know what's going on. I believe in... Michigan, maybe. Let me see if I can pull it up for y'all. Yeah, why oh, you wait a minute. About... I did hear a little bit about that. I don't know the whole story. I just heard it in passing. But yeah, there was a shooting. Wow, man. I forgot about that. That's crazy. Um, in my cohort, one of the ladies um had gone to a funeral of a um like a in Springfield. This girl apparently stabbed these two boys and killed one of the boys right there in Springfield, Illinois. Like the other day, mm. the funeral was yesterday or something like that. So, and, and you see the point is nobody brings up their upbringing. Nobody talks about their single parent homes or right. the type of dads they had in their homes. Right. You know what I'm saying? Why, why do our dads have to be perfect in order to produce perfect kids? We have a lot of imperfect fathers. We have a lot of imperfect humans. Come on, guys. Stop making these dads into, well, basically they're being made into a myth because you can't be a, a flawed dad and be a good father. You can't have a little issue here or there and not produce perfect kids or kids are going to go out and get masters and, you know, do good things in the community or in the world. Yeah. So, yeah, I, although Richard had his issues, yeah, he wasn't a perfect dad, but he was there. He produced these two girls that have become women and are we call queens. Right. Hey, man, give him his flowers. Yeah, he messed right. up here and there. And I'm sure all these dads made some mistakes here and there. And moms, sure. too. Like, yeah, hey, man, yeah. hey, look, look, cancel me. I don't care. Women ain't perfect either, right? Like, come on, man. 
Moms mess up too. No, yeah. but you get what I'm saying, though, man. Come on. You know what I'm oh, saying? I hear, you. I hear you. No. Get, moms get not only flowers, she gets bouquets, right? And then <laughs> Pop does what he's supposed to do, and it's, you know, we don't praise you for swimming. Yeah, well, today we are. You know, I just, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and as far as school shooting, I just looked it up. Yeah, it was in Michigan. It says that a 15-year-old has killed four fellow students, injured seven, including a high school teacher in a school shooting in the U.S. in the state of Michigan. I like BBC News because it's sort of like they just tell what happened. What I don't understand is the victims' names are, are announced, right? You have Tate, you have Madison, you have Hannah, and you have um, Justin. But I don't see in the report, and I am skimming as we go live here, I don't see the person who shot the kids. They name. Like, come on, bro. Like, you know, I, and I understand that it's supposed to be, you know, protect the child or whatever, but, you know, and I'm not going to blame. And, and what I don't want to do, is blame a father or a mother for their kid doing something egregious because because I've done some things in my life that my parents never taught me to do. Yeah, same here. So, so it ain't my fault. I mean, it's not mom and dad's fault that I went out there and clowned, mm-hmm. right? No doubt. So, so, you know, I don't, now, I'm not saying the parents are totally absolved, but I'm not going to say they're automatically to blame either. Yeah, because I was going to uh, confront you on that, because there are a lot of these kids that, for example, racism has not died yet. And how is that? Because it's taught from the parents down to their children. Have you watched little kids get together? It don't matter your color or your creed. Kids want to love. And if you allow that love to continue to grow, they will be wonderful individuals. But no, they go home and their parents, usually, but not always, the dad is continuing the things that he learned from his dad, things from the past. And that's why it continues to live. So we need to look at these parents. What are you teaching your children at home? It starts in the home. All this stuff starts in the home. And whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, we need to work better as parents to teach our children to be better citizens of this world. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're exactly right. It starts in the home. Uh, As an educator, I'm like, you expect me to be a magician it's your kid you can't get this little joker under control and i'm supposed to right. i got him for 55 minutes that's it he came from you and you can't control it what what luck do you think i got right right what, but I, what but, possibility you know um um you know we got a lot of people that create children you know there's some there was some stupid thing on tiktok that somebody has sent me you know have you made a human and people think you're proud of that, right? But like, you know, you fathered a child, but are you a father? Oh, like, there's a big difference, man. Like, yeah, like, come on, man. Like, you know, like you just, having a kid is not like having, what did they used to say in the commercial? Have a V8? Like I'm showing my age there. It's not just like having a drink. It's not like having a candy bar. Like you, this is a lifelong commitment. Like, mm-hmm. man, I'm 40. Pops is still parenting. You yeah. hear me? Like, yeah, like, yeah. like he's still, cause you know. Cause it ain't over know. just cause they're 18. Right, yeah. because I don't know how to be 40. I don't, because I've never done it before. But you know who yeah. does know how to be 40? Uncle Phil. You know, does know how to be 40? Pops. So they can teach me how to be 40, 50, 60, 70. Right? Mm-hmm. And and no, you know, Pops wasn't perfect. Uncle Phil wasn't perfect or whatever. And they'd be the first to tell you. But I'm still going to give them their flowers. But again, you know, for the mistakes that I've made in, in my life, and of course, I've never, you know, ran up and hurt anybody, um, innocently you know physically hurt anybody have i hurt people emotionally absolutely 
I have, you know what I mean? I've broken some hearts and I shouldn't have done that, you know? And in a lot of ways, I reap what I sow in that realm, but I can't blame my pops for that. I can't blame my male mentors for that. Um, so, you know, we're, we're not, we're not blaming the fathers necessarily, or the mothers necessarily. We are saying parents have an impact and maybe, oh, yeah. you know, um, I, I would put it this way. It is better to have fathers there and it's better to praise them because people are going to do whatever gives them praise, good or bad, right? Yep. They're going to, they're going to go yep. to the attention. So we might as well start praising when, when people do things right. You know, Yo, you remember that. Oh, my bad. Go ahead. No, I, no, I no, finish. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, please. No, no, I was about to interject something totally different. So you, you remember that uh, commercial where the father catches the kid and he's like smoking weed or something. Where'd you learn this from? Where did you learn this from? And finally he shook it out of him. I learned it from you, dad. I learned it from you. No, you I don't, don't remember that commercial? No, I don't Oh man, that. there's been so many jokes about that. It's hilarious. But at the same time, that kid is correct, but you also knew right from wrong. Mm -hmm. So yes, you can say you saw what your dad did. Yes, he made some mistakes. Yes, he might've did this or he might've did that. But then when it was your turn, you knew how that made you feel or you knew that that wasn't right. So now you have to take that onus upon yourself that, all right, I made some mistakes. Go. A lot of the things I did, I might've broken the law. I might've you know, might have hurt some people, might've done some things I probably shouldn't have done. And we ain't gonna talk about everything on wax, but that is not on them. That is not on my parents. Hey. That is on me, man. You know what and I'm my saying? Man so, said, we're not gonna talk about it on wax. If <laughs> one, two, yep, three, four, the fifth. fifth. No doubt. Y'all don't need to know everything. All right. We're gonna no. let you in a little bit, but I ain't about to incriminate myself. No, no, exactly, exactly right. And you know what? I will say this, man, before we wrap up this extra credit here, real quick. Um, I don't care what happens and in what I've learned in life, behavior is always 100 percent of the time a choice. You know, um, you know, you could been you could have been taught this is what to do, but you still have to choose to do it, mm -hmm. right? Because you have to choose to do right and you have to choose to do wrong. So, um, you know, every time I've done wrong, I chose to do that. That was my choice. Because even if I was taught it, I knew within my soul if it was right or wrong, right? Like, like, and and some people, some people may do some things and they don't necessarily think it's wrong, right? Yeah. But, sometimes you know you aren't given those boundaries, those things that are supposed to teach you right from wrong. All right, right I right, get right. that. But, but overall, yeah. yeah, it's a choice, man. It's a choice. So, hey, we just want to wrap. We want to hit a little record. We were doing a little extra talking after the episode, um, mm -hmm. chapter 26 of the Black Mind Matter podcast season two. Um, you know, we out of here. Um, stay tuned. Chapter 27 is going to be a doozy. So, uh, you know, like I love to say, I am because we are. Yeah, man. We out. <laughs>